Hey everybody, it's uh, Keith here. Keith Billis, I'm live in the lab and I'm jacked up today. We got Justin Rothling Schofer joining us, strength and conditioning coach, pro, done a lot of great things in his career. Looking forward to talking to him. I, I know we're drinking the same Kool-Aid. He's absolutely a business athlete. So excited to bring him into the lab coming up in a few moments. I'm also excited, I got my power back. Woke up today, came, to, came down to the lab and I'm like, ah, fuck, there's no power. Nobody had the power this morning. So what did I do? I went for a walk. What do you do? You go for a walk. You kill two birds with one stone. You go for a walk. You take your iPhone. You bang off emails. And you get to work. You kill two birds, one stone. And you get down to work. So that's what we did this morning. Got my yoga in. Got back. Power was back on. So I got my yoga in. It's Wednesday, as we know. It's the day of rest and recovery for Keith over here. A little bit of walk, a little bit of yoga, a bit of mental mind work. And then down into the lab to get to work. Hope you guys like the new trailer we started out the show with today. Put it all together over the last few weeks. We've had a lot of guests. A new guest every day. Hope you caught yesterday's show. Dr. Lynn Anderson. We talked about how vaginas aren't rainforests. There's a soundbite for you. Check it out. Yesterday's show. Yeah, you men out there will learn that vaginas are not rainforests, according to Dr. Lynn Anderson. Before we get into our first guest, I do want to click into what we got more working on, as you guys know, Transformation 24. Just a quick little hit on that. I'm not going to take too much time today because we don't have the most time today with Justin. Sometimes people's schedules are busy and we, we've got a short time with Justin today. So I want to just quickly throw the hook out there that, as you guys know, we're working on Transformation 24. And we've got something exciting to launch next week to tell you even more about that. But Transformation 24, 10 people, 10 people starting, to, starting January 1st, ending December 31st, joined the League of Business Athletes, personal nutrition training, personal fitness training, wellness, strength training, emotional support, mental support. We're going to meet three places, four countries next year. We're going to meet to climb Volcan Bauru in Panama. We're going to meet to climb Mount Pico in the Azores. We're going to meet to climb that little mountain in Africa called Mount Kilimanjaro. And then we're going to end the year in Kenya with the animals, some safariing, and then onto a magical beach in Shayla Beach, Kenya, Lamu Island, Kenya. And you know what, actually, I have my friends that have been uh, my family down there. I know they're tuning in these days. So Tom, Samir, and all my friends out there, I'm excited to have you guys, uh, to have you guys uh, listening in. Uh, why don't we bring in uh, our first and only guest, to say that, right? Our first and only. Let's flip the screen to, we're going to do this right here. We're going to go bang, and this here. And we are going to welcome in, there he is, Justin Rothling Schofer. Did I say your name correct, Justin? You nailed it. Nailed it. Nice. And did I introduce you correctly? I'm, as I said it, I'm thinking to myself, Pro strength conditioning coach, but I know you're much more than that. So take a second here to correct how I introduced you so that the world knows that you provide much more value than just, I'm not just, just, not just, just, Justin. <laughs> how would you introduce yourself? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, if anybody can ever figure out how to describe me in a, in a sentence or two, let me know because I haven't yet figured it out. But, but definitely performance and leadership coach is where we're at. Some people call me a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I just have my PhD. And so we, yeah, I think you did a great job. That's awesome. I like how you use the word mental because back when, let's go to a place where myself and Eric Degotti went last week. Eric's a strength conditioning coach, worked in the NFL in New Jersey. And we talked about the legend that is Arnold. Yeah. And back when Arnold was training, people weren't talking about mental performance. Yet you, I, I said strength performance coach and you, your first word that came to mind when you described yourself to the audience was mental performance. I find it interesting how times have clearly shifted, hasn't adjusted. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, like the way that 
a lot of coaches see themselves is, and I thought about this back in 2008, 2009, 2010, when I was getting into my strength and conditioning career, because that is the field that I grew up in, sports performance career. You saw the iterations happen. And for a long time, the arguments that were being had in this industry were all about who, like the, should we trap our deadlift or should we squat? Should we do an undulating periodization scheme or we do a linear periodization scheme? Should we, what was the proper form and the correct, how do we create symmetry within the body? And it's, bro, oh. <laughs> end of the day, it really doesn't fucking matter. And, and when I say it doesn't matter, it's not that stuff's not important. It's that if you have an individual who you're building strength within, there are more than one ways to skin a cat. There are more than one way to get the same adaptation. It's just what is your preference and what system have you developed to get the outcome that you're pursuing? And this came back to like my definition of performance, which is very holistic in nature, which is performance is not an outcome. I think oftentimes in, in sport, in coaching, in all of these, in all these places, we try to figure out what is, what is a performance outcome that we're seeking? Is it winning? Is it success? Is it building the business, building the platform? Is it having a sale of a company? That's what people see as performance, but that's not performance. That's an outcome and that we hang our hats on. The definition of performance is the capacity and desire to intentionally and consistently behave at a level equal to or greater than your mental, physical, spiritual, emotional capacity. And so if we come back to this, there's two words I want to tap into, desire and capacity. Everybody has the desire to build the business, has the desire to get fit, has the desire to climb the mountains you're talking about, has the desire to have the platform, has the desire to have the influence. But what they lack is capacity. And because they lack capacity, they're not able to actually get the outcomes that they want. And the only way that you gain capacity is through intentional and consistent behaviors, which have to come down to a system. If your system is not correct, the outcomes are inevitable. I love that you used the other C word, which was consistent. Cause I, I will be honest with you. I never really, it never, I never looked at it from the, from the perspective of capacity. To me, it was more, I believe humans have a hard time consistently doing the same thing because it's boring over and over to get the results that they desire because we want it to happen quickly. I, but I like how you position it as the capacity. That's you don't have a, you don't have the capacity to be consistent. You need to look in the mirror to find that capacity within yourself. That that accountability within yourself to be consistent is the most boring word in the world. But when you're when you do it, it's the most successful word in the world, isn't it? A hundred percent. At the end of the day, when you do something consistently, and it's consistently aligned with where you want to go, the outcome is inevitable. And I, I want people to like really hold on to this. If we were to come here at the end of the day, and Keith, if I was to ask you, what would you want in five years? Just give me a very simple answer. What do you want in five years? I, I want to, I can tell you exactly what I want. It's the lifestyle that I believe in, which is I want to be able to go tobogganing down the mountains when I'm 70 and 80 years old and not break any bones, not break my hip, but be active, be healthy and be able to do that. Whether that's five years, 10 years, 25 years from now. And I need to do something every single day so that I can do that. Correct. So literally what you've just done that outcome will be inevitable. It, it's already done. It's already there. You've already accomplished it. If you set a system up mm -hmm. that every single day you're intentional and consistent with. If you exercise the way that you do, if you're intentional about what you're doing, if you're intentional about what you're eating, if you're intentional about how you're sleeping, if you're intentional about how you're strength training, 
You're doing it consistently, whether you're at home, whether you're on the road, and you've built the systems to allow that to happen. The outcomes 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years down the road are inevitable. You've already got it. If you want to build a business, it's actually very simple. You follow these steps, you do them consistently over time. The outcome is inevitable. But the thing is, is that we want it so quickly that we haven't built the capacity. Remember, desire and capacity. Everybody has the desire. Not everyone has capacity. We haven't built the capacity to stay in something long enough to get the desired outcome. Mm -hmm. And so we quit too early. We realized that maybe this wasn't for me. No, friend, it was for you. It is prepared for you. You just haven't had the staying ability to be consistent long enough to seek the outcome that is inevitable if you were to just stay along that road. And so I say all of that to come back to the concept that what I've learned in the concept of performance is performance has to be mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional. You have to integrate everything together. And if you don't, all you're left with is a big, powerful cupcake at the end of the day who doesn't have the discipline, who doesn't have the mental awareness, who doesn't have the emotional intelligence, who doesn't have the spiritual connection, who's unfulfilled, who's frustrated, and could be on the cover of a men's health magazine. But at the end of the day, what does that really matter? I like how you've introduced the new definition or a redefinition of performance. It's not the end. I've always looked at, it's why I've always enjoyed trekking, Justin, or trekking up a mountain or trekking somewhere. Because what I learned through my experience of climbing Kilimanjaro a few years ago, with this, and it's reminded every single day, poli poli, was that would not be, one would, one would not consider trekking up Kilimanjaro a performance exercise. Because it's not about how fast you go. It's not about how fast you get to the top. It's consistently putting one foot in front of the other, going through the performance, the journey along the way, the capacity and consistency and the desire to achieve it. And, and it's a number of days later, just by performing every single day consistently, one achieved their goal. So it's, it's the journey along the way. Like I always like to say to AJ in the gym, there's, you don't grind in the gym. You're grateful to be here. You're enjoy the journey of being in the gym because the outcome is inevitable, like you said, isn't it? Exactly. And I think that's something that a lot of people often don't think about is that if you're consistent long enough, the outcome is going to happen. It is just a matter of time. You ever seen those memes where you've got two people under in this tunnel and there's this big, massive diamond and they're both just axing away or hatcheting away. And the person on the right just takes one more swing and oh, they've got this big, beautiful diamond. And the person on the left goes, screw it and tosses the ax and starts to go back up the tunnel. And they were really only one swing away as well of getting to where they wanted to go. If you only knew how close you were, you wouldn't quit. If you only knew how close you were, you wouldn't quit. And it's this mindset because I think people have... In, the, in, in today's society, in today's day and age, they've forgotten what it means to do something over and over again, to be okay in the mundane, to be okay in the repetition, to be okay in the boring. And they're always looking for something flashy. They're always looking for the, the thing that's trending. They're always looking for the thing that's going to get the most views, the most likes, the, the, the pattern interruption, the things that are going to stop the scroll, right? But those aren't the things that create the long withstanding outcomes. Those aren't the things that true performance is actually based on. True performance is based off of process. True 
performance is based off of systems. True performance is based off of personalization. True performance is based off of your journey, nobody else's. And until we get that through our minds, until we have that mind shift, we're constantly going to be going uh, up against this wall that doesn't allow us to break through and realize our true potential, which will continue to create this inner frustration, this spiritual discontentment that we have to battle with and stew with on a day-to-day basis. Justin, you've worked with pro athletes around the world. You've trained hundreds of them. Would that be fair for me to say? Yeah. So you've worked in the NHL, you've worked with other pro, uh, other pro athletes. What is something you have specifically learned from some of the elite, some of the considered elite athletes that you watched come to work every single day from young Justin to growing up to middle age to, to, to work perhaps where you are today in, in, in your time of life? Watching those elite athletes, what were they doing on a consistent basis that opened your eyes up to what was driving them success? So I'm going to answer that question with a story. And Bryce Harper is somebody who I've come to do a lot of work with and have just been, the guy's an animal. If you're watching the playoffs right now, the guy's having a historical playoff run and it's no surprise. You're going to hear a lot of words repeated over and over again through this whole interview. And you're going to hear the words capacity. You're going to hear the words inevitability. You're going to hear the words consistency because this is what it's all about. And the cool part about Bryce or anybody else that's highly successful and performs in the elite times, performs when it matters. And that's what people would see as performance, right? These outcome metrics. Mm -hmm. Bryce hitting two home runs in a NLCS game. Him coming up and having nine home runs in his postseason when he hadn't had really that track record yet. Guess what? It was inevitable that was going to happen because the guy prepares over and over and over again. Like it's the World Series, bottom of the eighth, bottom of the ninth, down two runs, two runners on, and he hits the walk-off. Like he's done it in his mind so many times, and that's how he's prepared. It's inevitable that's going to be his outcome. It's inevitable that's how he's going to show up. Now, does the outcome always happen that way? No. 67% of the time, he's striking out. He's grounding out. He's flying out. But guess what? Every time he steps up to the plate, it's inevitable that he thinks that he's going to hit that ball. It's inevitable that he's going to show up there. He has that level of confidence because he's prepared that way. And that's the consistent day in and day out batting practice that's gotten him there. And he has the mindset that I'm coming into the batter's box and I'm going to hit a home run. Does he always do it? Of course not. But that outcome is not a determinant of who he is, what his value is, what his worth is, how good he is, what is an indicative of his process. He just goes back to his system and he checks, checks, checks away. So if he has a bad five-game stint where he hasn't hit a home run, he's doing the same process. Because guess what? The next time he gets in the batter's box, whether he was five for five or 0 for five, he's still coming in, assuming that the ball's going out of the park for the next at bat. And that is what it all comes back to. So I tell that story because your question is, what have I learned? Number one, they have elite processes, elite like processes and systems that they stick to, processes and systems that are individual to them, processes and systems that are tailored to the needs and desires of what they're ultimately wanting to accomplish. And number two, they're consistent to a fault. They are just consistent. They don't do anything amazing. 
They are not more talented than you. They're not more gifted than you. They're not more intelligent than you. They're simply more consistent than you. That's it. That's why they get the outcomes and you are left wondering what if. Justin, you, you also use the other C word here. We have a lot of C words, consistency, capacity. You use the third one, confidence. Yeah. For a lot of uh, our audience, men, maybe within my demographic, maybe within your demographic, they're sitting at their desk, they're at their corporate career, they're in their business, they're trying to start a business, they're looking in the mirror and they're feeling shitty about themselves. They lack the confidence. They're looking at imposter syndrome and they're thinking, ah, fuck, how do I get to the next spot? How do I get out of this rut? How do I find the consistency and add structure to my life? This is going to be, this is going to be a little bit of a taste of honesty for a lot of people that is sometimes hard to take. But the reason you don't have confidence is because you haven't done the work. It's a simple answer. When is the last time that you went to the gym, you showed up consistently, you did the work and you left going, man, I'm not very strong. Oh man, I'm not very confident in myself. When's the last time? You went, you put in the five, six months of training, went and climbed a mountain, got to the top and came back down and went, my wife doesn't like me. I'm not very, I'm not confident in myself. You haven't because when you put the work in, when you pay your dues, when you keep promises to yourself, when you put a plan in place and then you go and execute it consistently, confidence is the outcome. Please don't misconstrue the process for the outcome. So many people out there are striving for an outcome. They're reaching for this. They're chasing this thing. And you get to the one thing and the next thing and the next thing, and it's never good enough. Oh, when I get the promotion, I'll be confident. Oh, when I get the, the car, I'll be confident. When I get the house, I'll be confident. No, friend. When you commit to a system, when you commit to consistency, when you commit to a process, the outcome that you're chasing all of a sudden stops becoming the thing you're chasing and it starts to chase you. It actually starts seeking you out. You see these people that are uber confident and they're like, oh, they're arrogant, and they're cocky. No, they've just put the time, effort and work in consistently. They already know what the outcome is. But Jeff, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I, I don't have time to work out and take care of myself. Then all you're doing right there is literally at the three yard line. Saying, hey, I don't, I, I don't want to take the risk. I don't want to make the play. I really don't want the outcome that I'm searching for. Because what did I say at the beginning? Capacity and desire. Everybody has the desire to have the nice car. Everybody has the desire to have the nice home. Everybody has the desire to have the nice business. Everybody desires to have the nice platform. Everybody desires to have the impact and influence. But not everybody has the capacity not because you're not smart enough, not because you're not good looking enough, not because you're not intelligent enough, not because you're, you don't have a good enough idea. It's because you don't have the systems, you don't have the process, and you don't have the consistency nor the intentionality of where you're actually wanting to go and implementing it at an elite level. At the end of the day, it comes down to ownership. If you can take ownership, which is the intersection point of responsibility and accountability, you are going to have an outcome that is inevitable. When people literally get on stage and they say, you can do whatever you want and you have this big motivating raw moment, I, I, it hits me two ways, right? Because they're not wrong. You can literally do whatever you want. If you want to go and build a $100 million business, you can absolutely go and do that. But are you willing to pay the price of what it's going to take to get there 
by ultimately engaging in the systems and the processes. You won't build it overnight, but in 10 years you could. Are you willing to go through that process in order to get there? Because all it is a framework, all it is, it's been done many times. The systems and the frameworks are out there, but are you willing to pay the price? And I was doing some work. I'm sure people are familiar with Gary Vee. And there was one of his, his apprentices, somebody who's following him side by side. And we were talking one day and I said, so when are you going to go and do your own thing and become your own Gary Vee? Like I just asked him that curiously. And he said, if doing this for the last couple of years has taught me anything, I don't want the private jet that Gary Vee has. I don't want the platform that Gary Vee has. I don't want any of that because I'm not willing to work that hard. And I was like, wow, that is so refreshing. Instead of hearing from a guy, I could do what Gary does. No, you couldn't because you're not willing to put the time in. You're not willing to be consistent as he is. You're not willing to show up day after day. You're not willing to pour into people. You're not willing to serve at the level that he does. You're not willing to follow the system and the process that's necessary in order to get the outcomes that he's wanting that are inevitable. Look at, I, I challenge anybody right now, go look at anybody who is a, let's call him a B-list influencer, somebody who's got some momentum behind them. And if you go and you look at how they show up day in and day out, day in and day out, day in and day out, it is inevitable that in a year to two to three years, that person will all of a sudden become an A-list influencer if they can continue down the same level of consistency because the outcome is inevitable. It's very easy. It's very easy to know what the next step is. Alex Hormozzi, another perfect example. Alex is consistent to a fault. He puts out great content. He's constantly iterating. He's constantly learning. He's constantly on stages. He's focused on what he wants and he has a system and a process that he just follows. And it's inevitable that the guy has become successful at the level in which he has. And consistently following this path, it makes the outcomes inevitable. So anybody who's sitting at their desk going, oh, I'm not confident. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, you're right. Because you haven't built the system or followed the process to allow you to win. And yes. if you're and if you were willing to do that, the outcome would be so much different. I like how you, how you have used the word inevitable. As I have aged, I, I, it seems like you can see time more clearly. Like I, I have a little more experience under my belt, a little more sure. gray hair, a little more wisdom, and I can see what last October felt like, probably going to feel like this October and next October. So you have perspective to time. Well, follow me on this one. A couple of years ago, I sat down with my a good friend, business partner, AJ Zeglin. And he was talking about where he was at in his strength and conditioning and, and, and strength career, very much like yourself. And he says to me, I have an interest in, in becoming a psychotherapist. And I'm like, that's fantastic. I think it's a wonderful path to go on. Yeah. He says, yeah, it's going to take a couple of years of my, it's going to take a couple of years to complete. I says, here's what I know. The next two years are inevitably going to be happening anyways. So we're probably going to be sitting here in two years from, have, from and having dinner. So one of two things can happen in 24 months from now. You can have your psychotherapist degree completed, or we can be sitting here talking about you wanting to do it. Last week we had coffee. He's Keith, man. He's, you made that comment to me two years ago about how the next two years were inevitably going to go by. I was like, yeah. He says, it didn't really hit me at first, but I couldn't lose it out of my brain. It took about three or four days for it to stick. He says, I looked in the mirror one morning and I was like, aha. He says, that day I booked my course. Justin, he's graduating next month. It was inevitable that 
this December was coming 24 months ago and he did something about it. Yep. That to me is brilliant. So I love that you use the word inevitable. Many people don't think about time that way, that next year is coming anyways. So you have a choice to either sit and watch it come towards you or you can sit and do or, or you can get up and do something about it. Or you can sit, sit, go and attack it. Yes. You can go and get after it. You can go and say, hey, this is where I'm going and you can pursue something. And this is what I'm talking about where things start to chase you. When all of a sudden, maybe you've got somebody in your life, Keith, that you look at, man, everything that person touches turns to gold. Everything that person does, they succeed at. It seems like everything comes so easy to them. In fact, nothing comes easy, more easy to that person than it does for you. The only difference is that they've gotten up and they've attacked things. They've showed up with a system and a process. And so their outcome is inevitable. It's, it is no crazy coincidence that those are the people that are constantly doing, that are constantly pursuing, that are constantly in consistent planning, consistent action, consistent intentionality, so that it's not just a movement, but it's purposeful action. And their outcomes are what you would determine or what you would say is performing. We are in the lab, live in the lab today, myself with Keith Billis and our guest, Justin Rothling Chauffeur. Justin, so I know we're on a tight time here today, which is actually unfortunate for both of us because I think we're having a good vibe in the lab today. And I know we probably can have a conversation for a long time. So right off the bat, I'm inviting you back for round two. So I hope you'll come back for round two. 100%. Secondly, one of the, one of the reasons I like to invite brilliant guys like yourself into the lab is to give them a platform, to give you a platform to speak to our audience about your business, what you offer. So before we start to wrap up here over the next few minutes, I want to take the next few to talk about what you do for a living, how you provide value to your clients, plug your business, give anything out there that would add value to our audience that they might come knock on Justin's door. Yeah. So over the last, in 2020, we started our business called Own It. And really what its mission is to redeem the health of the world by reaching, teaching, and empowering people to create a personalized solution to health and performance. And over that, the past three years, we've built a team of 42 people. We serve in four different demographics, B2C, being like just to our clients, one-on-one, B2B, where we solve leadership and health and wellness practices for businesses. And then we've got an athletics business where we serve 25 different professional and NCAA programs around the country. And then lastly, we've got an events side of our business where we put on four live events every single year that are all transformative in nature. And so at its core, we use four things, best-in-class testing, DNA, epigenetics, cellular testing, hormone paneling, best-in-class technology, continuous glucose monitors, sleep monitors like WHOOP or measures HRV. And then best in class coaching. So you're going to have a mental performance coach, you're going to have a health coach, and you're going to have a medical director all overseeing you. So that's your coaching team. And then a like-minded, powerful accountability community that you're operating with. So within those four parameters, we're making sure that you can holistically, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally break through any barriers or walls you have while taking ownership of your health and ultimately realizing a new level of performance. Justin, you mentioned something that I have to touch on before we say goodbye, but there, you mentioned HRV. What's the single most important stat that people are paying attention to these days? Heart rate variability. It's like, at the end of the day, heart rate variability is 
the Cadillac and gold standard of a, a health KPI. Why? And the reason is because HRV is the holistic metric that understands and is communicating how our body's adapting to mental, physical, spiritual, or emotional stress. And so stress is the killer. At the end of the day, we have a certain capacity. And if we are overshooting our capacity, our cup begins to overflow. That overflowing causes stress that our body cannot adapt to. When our body cannot adapt to it, chronic stress creates chronic inflammation in the body. Chronic inflammation leads to chronic symptoms. Chronic symptoms that we say are normal. That's what it looks like to be a dad. That's what it looks like to be a mom. That's what it looks like to build a business. Brain fog, headaches, bloating, low energy, inability to sleep, you name it. Those are all the symptoms that we've claimed are normal. And chronic symptoms lead to chronic illness. Chronic illness is the leading cause of death killing 71% of Americans year over year, 83% of entrepreneurs, business owners. And so all of these chronic illnesses that we're gaining are ultimately earned. We either earn our health or we earn our illness. It's our choice. And HRV is that core metric that gives us an insight to understand how we are adapting to the stressors mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally in our life day to day so that we can be empowered to make behavioral changes in a very personalized way. Give our audience one quick life hack. Oh man, you're going to hate me for this, but I hate hacks. And the reason I say I'm like the opposite of hacks is if because we you're ever have because you're about sustainability, right? You're like, no, hacks, a hack is like a resolution, Keith. It's going to come and go. You need to find something that's sustainable. Did I perhaps paraphrase really what you wanted to say? Yes, you did. And so a life hack, I would say, is stop looking for the life hack. Ah, good one. I, I think what I can say next, Oliver Brown, adventure, he offered a life hack to our audience, which I thought was relevant because I'm not a hack guy myself, but he gave maybe it's a tip, which was the single greatest life hack he did was he just stopped drinking. He's, I just, I decided that it wasn't the best part of my life. So I put it away and without judgment, but he was, that was the greatest single best life hack I'd ever had in my life was I just put down my, my, my desire to go for beers and drinks all the time with my buddies. He says, yeah. doesn't mean you have to stop completely, but just that was the biggest thing for him, which helped him become more sustainable in life. Yeah. If we want to even look at it that way, it's start to prioritize your sleep, start to make that yeah. like your non-negotiable. Yeah. Prioritize your sleep in your life and you'll notice how slowly everything changes. Justin, one last question. What does being a business athlete mean to you? What does that term mean to you? having a system and a process in how you approach life and sports. There's such a, as I've, as I made my way through sports into professional sport and then out of professional sport into entrepreneurship, there are so many parallels. There's so many synergies that exist and so many lessons that you can bat back and forth. And I think the thing that comes at, at the end of the day is if you're consistent and intentional, the way that you act and behave in either one of those arenas the outcome is inevitable that you're going to win. And so making sure that I approach business the exact same way that I approached professional sport makes it inevitable that the outcomes are continuing to be as they are. Fantastic. Justin, thanks for joining me today in the lab. So great, Keith. Appreciate you and look forward to round two. Fantastic. Just hang tight for a second. I'm going to move you out of the room into the holding room to the green room, as they call it. I'm going to come back to say goodbye, but I'm going to say goodbye to the audience. So just bear with me for one second. I'm going to go boom there and boom right there. Keith Billis, I'm live in the lab. I'm wrapping up the show. We had a great guest today, Justin Rothling Chauffeur. I encourage you, if you're catching this thing late, dial back. Great 35 minutes of chat. You're going to learn a lot today. We, we dug into performance and it's not what you think it is. 
Listen, we're live in the lab, Monday to Friday, noon central time. You'll find us on YouTube. We chop up stuff and throw it up on LinkedIn, Instagram, all the social channels and so forth. Find us on LinkedIn, find us on X. I'm Keith Billis. I'm live in the lab. Subscribe to the channel, like, comment. We're building a machine here. We're getting great feedback and we're on a fly. I'm Keith. I'm out. I'm live in the lab. I'm live in the Business Athlete Performance Lab.